When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Access Manchester Football Social, live from Cafe Football, winning with Gowing Law. So good evening, this is the Access Manchester Football Social, in the build-up to Derby Day, less than 24 hours away, and we're bringing you the build-up here on 106.1 FM, Access Manchester, at Cafe Football in the National Football Museum. It's not just myself, Joe, I'm not just having a nice little coffee. Uh, by myself, I am joined by Ian Cheeseman from Forever Blue. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, City legend Gary Owen. Joseph. How are we doing, Gary? I'm very good. Good. And then, and Derby then, Eve. Derby Day Eve it is. And then Alex Stepney. Good evening, Alex. Good evening, Joe. Uh, today is all about the build-up to the Manchester Derby. Uh, it's been an interesting ride to the Derby this week uh, with the clash uh, midweek with Did City. You said that deliberately, Joe. No, an I didn't. interesting <laughs> ride to the Derby. An interesting ride to the Derby uh, with the clash this week. So we'll hand over to you yourself, Ian. Uh, tell us then about uh, you've been. You went to the game uh, against at Anfield. Tell us about, uh, you were right in the middle of it in the thick of things. Uh, go and check your vlog out. You've got some amazing footage of when the City bus was arriving. So the kind of journey to the derby, I-rate starts there. We'll go from there and then we'll build up to the, to the Manchester derby. So about the, your experience and the game itself, Ian. Well, how that game uh, the other night will affect the derby, I'm not quite sure. What I do believe, and Gary and I suppose Alex as well, I don't know if you've ever been in a position where you've been in a coach or something like that that's been hailed with missiles as the City coach was at Liverpool. Yeah, did you ever experience something like that, sorry, Ian, as, a, as an ex-player? Was it, was it ever a journey to the stadium as, as rough or as, as, as hostile as that? Well, to be fair, um, I spent some time in Greece, and if you and an Athens side going to Saloniki, trust me, it is war zone. Bricks, bottles, everything, and but that's part of the course there. But if if that would have happened to Liverpool in Galatasaray, I wonder what their take would have been on it then. I've heard it was two or three that spoiled it. It wasn't two or three. Ian will tell you, there was there was gangs that were set up to set it off, and they set it off. To do that much damage to a, uh, a coach is, uh, yes, you want atmosphere, you want a bit of hostile, but that's going over, that's going over too far. But people could get injured, uh, and thankfully nobody was, but it's unacceptable. And for somebody to say it was only two or three, I'm sorry, I don't know where 
there was watching that footage, but to me it was more than two and three. What I, I can say, sorry Alex to talk across you, no problem. Uh, but what I can say is that because I knew, I knew it was going to happen, we all knew it was going to happen, the route was publicised, the police said where the route was going to go, and the fans obviously put out on social media, you know, come and, and gather in this place, bring the flares and all the rest of it. It's not as if anybody didn't know it was going to happen. So I walked down Anfield Road, right. I could see where the red smoke was going up, which was near the Arkle pub on the corner as they turned. Yeah onto Anfield Road, and I walked, r and, and I'm, uh, you might say I was a bit daft to do it, but I walked right into the middle of all that, because I had a press pass on, I could stay in the middle of the road, but there were also fans who were on the other side of the barrier who shouldn't have been there, uh, the police and the stewards weren't, I think, doing the perfect job to get people clear, so there wasn't a clear corridor for the coach to come through, so that meant it slowed down when it came through, and when I was right in the middle of there, 20 minutes before, I could see the absolute hatred and vile that was coming from those terraces. This wasn't people shouting on their team, you know, singing you'll never walk no. alone and support Liverpool. This was people who were an angry mob. Yeah. An angry mob. And once the coach came, I filmed it, I could see part of it. We also, I've also seen the footage from on the bus, which yeah. has been out on social media. And I counted 40, 50 bricks, rocks, cans, bottles, whatever it was, and we've seen that one of the windows was smashed. Now, the reason I asked that question at the beginning uh, is, uh, you know, it, to me, surely as a player, we're all human beings, and the players are human beings, they're not superhuman. If you've ever been involved in, in some incident like a car accident, a shunt or something like that, you know in the next couple of hours after that, because the adrenaline flu, it's that fight or flight uh, mode, you're not right to play it. And people might say it's an excuse, but I think that had an effect. Of course it had an effect, and, and I've got to say, I mean, going back, was it two years, uh, it happened to United's coach at West Ham. The same sort of thing, they smashed the windows, you know, and, and, and it's wrong, it's absolutely wrong. It, the clubs have got to get this sorted out, the, you know, the, the home club has got to get this sorted out. But uh, Gary said, he, you know, uh, about him when he's in Greece, but I mean, I remember playing at uh, Anfield, we won 4-1, and on the way back down the East Langs, we saw these kids in the field, and next thing, because we, in those days, uh, we had car tables at the back, Gary, didn't we, you know, like, yes. we playing cards, <laughs> the brick... The brick came through the window, bounced on the table and on the other table and went outside. Luckily, no one was injured. But that was, I mean, that's back in, in the 70s. Did you win, did you win your heart, hand? Uh, well, we, uh, we were playing crib. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the point uh, that we started off this, we're looking ahead to the derby. Mm. I don't, actually, now that that's out of the way and we've talked about that, I don't think that affects the derby unless... And uh, Gary, are the players going to be extra wound up? Have they got a point to prove after what happened on, on Wednesday night at Anfield? I mean, obviously, there's a second leg still to come, which in theory is still winnable. Does, does Pep, he hasn't revealed his hand today, pick a slightly weaker team to protect people? A lot of City fans are saying to me, pick your strongest team, win the league, and then you've got the momentum going to the second leg. Where do you stand? Yeah, I totally agree with him. I think um, uh, after a, a probably a poor performance of City have done all, all season, I can't think of anybody that really played anything like giving the ball away, caught in possession, just not us. And even when we had time on the ball, the passing was, was not good enough. I would imagine if I was a player, I'd want to be given another chance and nowhere better than bringing your rivals from across the city to your home patch, knowing that if you overturn them and you beat them, you're going to win the league in front of your own supporters. Against and United. There is no, there's no more incentive you could have 
than having that after that performance last week. And as you rightly say, get the right results against United, that should take you into that. Listen, people, people say they're tired. I've heard Pep Guardiola say today the players are tired. Tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tired. Listen, ty you're not tired when you're winning, you're only tired when you're losing. You're not tired when you've got the ball, you're only tired when you're chasing it. And trust me, I think you'll see a different City tomorrow. Um, but it'd be, it'd be interesting, and Alex, I don't know what you think. Um, after Mourinho watching how Liverpool went to, against City, yeah. do you think he will he'll look at those same tactics, or do you think he will he'll keep it very tight? And he's, work never, on he's, the never, he's, never, he's never really changed, Gary, to be honest. But what I would say is, what's amazed me, uh, and, you, and um, I'll go back to when you, you played at, uh, at City, the fact, the fact is that when Pep came in, he done the first thing he did, he didn't want Joe Hart. He wanted a goalkeeper that could, could pass the ball, play out from the back. OK? Uh, OK, Bravo came in and didn't really do it. Um, OK, this, this, this kid, Edison, is a player. He is, he is a very good goalkeeper. But he is the supply line. I can't believe that no manager in the Premiership has done something to stop that supply line. Now, I'm going. What I said about you was the fact that who done it at City in those days? Malcolm Allison. Yeah. He would stop teams playing because he knew how how to stop them. But not one. The only manager that's done it is is Klopp. To be honest, high pressure up against. And I've got to say, the other night they did play well. They put. They really pressure. I mean, in the, in the second half. Do you know, Liverpool had five players from the halfway line into the, into the city half as they were trying to play out the back. No one's ever done that to them this season. No one's ever done that. It'd be interesting to see how, how Mourinho sets up. It, well, does he... you've seen that, the, the social media, the bus going around Manchester, haven't you, today, with okay. Jose Mourinho's bus on the side. Is he going <laughs> yeah, to do that? Listen, listen, listen we'll get that, to United in, in a second. I want to speak about... Um, I want to look at up front for uh, City. I thought you really missed Aguero on the midweek. Yeah, yeah. And can I just say, I've, I've, Jesus, for me, didn't look the sort of player that I think can lead a front line as well as Aguero could. I, I really think if Aguero was on that pitch, that would have been 3-2. Joe, I, I've got to disagree with you. They, it don't matter who you had up front, you could have had Pele up front. The way we played, no supply into him. He's a young kid, he's 20, he got no supply at all. I don't care who you played up front, Aguero or anybody else, he'd have, he, he would have the same fate. We did not play well as a team, so I think it's a bit harsh uh, to just single out him because you can go from Kyle Walker, you can go all the way through. David Silva, I've never seen anybody... I've never seen him get mugged as many times on the ball. No, but you've got to say that... And it happens Sa sometimes. But Sony, it happens. the young kid at right back, Sony, was un he, outstanding. He was outstanding. Trent Arnold was outstanding. And, 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 and they doubled up on him as well. Absolutely. The width of City looked much better when Sterling came on. Do you think Pep might have regretted not starting him, or do you think it, that he did the right thing? Because when he came on, the, the booze that he got, and, the, you know, the quite nasty towards Sterling when he comes on the pitch. Do you think he was right to protect Sterling? Because he's still only a young lad. Yeah, and I mean, right. imagine me going out on Anfield getting that kind of a, abuse. It wouldn't be nice. But do you think he kind of regrets it? Because you look much better when, you, when Sterling was on. I really thought you were going to bag. Um, but what do you think, Ian? The way I would interpret it is in the second half, City looked a lot better. But I think that was partly... Liverpool, having got the three goals in the first half, uh, sat a little bit deeper and they weren't pressing. Perhaps their energy levels wouldn't have allowed them to have carried well, on Psychologically that as well, you're 3-0 up. You're 3-0 up. You so, so they sat protect. back. City had a lot more possession. They looked a lot more like the team we watch every week. But that's because Liverpool also had retreated slightly. That then allowed Sterling and Sane, actually, in yeah. the second half, to have a lot more of the ball and to look a lot more of a threat. But at the time when the game was being won and lost, you could argue, in that first 25-30 minutes, I'm not sure that Sterling would have made 
a, a significant difference in the same way that Gary's saying about Gabriel Jesus. However, I would have, me, but I'm not Pep Guardiola, yeah. and tell you what, he's a genius, he's a lot better than me, but I would have picked Bernardo Silva on that right-hand side um, rather than Gundogan, who is floating in that area, or Raheem Sterling, because to me, Bernardo Silva would have kept possession better, but would have also been, been more of a threat Well, the thing forward. about it is, when I saw the team, I wasn't concerned that the Gundogan was playing, but I was concerned when I saw how we lined up, because I thought De Bruyne would have played on the right, mm. because Robertson bullied uh, Raheem in the first yeah, yeah. game. He bullied him, um, and... And I thought he'd go and play De Bruyne out there, play Gundogan in the middle, alongside David Silva, Fernandinho. They get all the ball, they're tricky with it. No, completely the other way. And, you know, we can all argue, that, but it's gone. We've had offsides that maybe should have been given and not given. But Salah was a half a yard offside, no two ways about it. And how that penalty on Raheem Sterling was not given when he took both legs. Even if he didn't give it for the foul, he did his hand while he was on the floor. Uh, one, one derby, building up to the derby, that's what we're doing, that uh, I want to bring up in this conversation, is the 2011-12 is the derby at the Etihad. Um, the title was sort of on the line in that game, if you remember. Uh, Vincent Company getting the only goal. I uh, still see that to this day. I remember day. it well. Now, obviously, the, the, the derby it, it is important, but if you win or lose or draw it, there will be another opportunity for you to win the league. Do you, do you feel like... The, the spark has sort of gone from this derby, the build-up to it, because one way or another you are going to win the league, whether it be United or not. You watch it at half past five. <laughs> what? Sorry? You watch it at half past five, you tell me the spark's gone. There'll be no spark. The, the there's no doubt in the build-up there is definitely a different feeling. I, I can feel it I can from feel City it fans, you know, because, because the Liverpool games are so huge either side. But I think you're right, Gary, once it gets to 5.30, then everything changes and uh, the crowd will be different, the players will be different... And you're not telling me that these players will not be desperate to win the game. Even if it wasn't United, they'd be desperate to win the game and clinch the title at home. But the fact it is United uh, just adds that extra layer of spark to it, doesn't it? Listen, United will not want us to win the, the Premiership. Of course you won't. At, uh, at our own ground against them. So they're equally as, as, as trying to win it or not get beat against us as we're trying to win it. So, trust me, both sets of players... And I wouldn't be surprised if you see a red card... Um, uh, tomorrow, because yeah. I think he'll be feisting it without a shadow of a doubt. So I'm looking forward to it. I think that that's what Derby's about. Myself and Alex were just watching mm. on TV before we went live. <laughs> a few, a few, oh, a few challenges went in there. The good old days. The good old, the it's good it's old the challenging. That you think I, I'll do love it when you yeah, see that bit of a bit. Of you can't do it anymore. You can't can't look at somebody wrong. Well, we'll always get a yellow card. What I would say is, it, what I would say is, uh, in the referee the other night, I thought was magnificent. I, I tell you what, I thought he refereed the game superbly. And I think they need a referee like that to, uh, tomorrow. Martin Atkinson was that one. Uh, I hear, no, what is he? Martin Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, going back to... Where's he, where's he come from? <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> uh, going back to the, uh, the sort of the roughness of the games, uh, Alex, maybe you can talk to me about uh, when the, the crosses were coming in and you were in net for Manchester United in the derbies, was it different to any other games? Were you a bit more argy-bargy in the box, a bit more talking no, to no, you? No, no. Once you cross that white line, you know, you had a job to do. But in, 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 as a goalkeeper, the fact is, in those days, anyone could come and barge you, even nut you if they wanted to. Uh, but you had to get... <laughs> Fist inch before they got to you. It was as simple as that. Yeah. And you let, can do as a keeper, can't yeah, you? And let, let them know you're not coming near me. Don't come near me because you're going to get that. It's as simple as that. But in all fairness, you know, crosses coming in, that was, that was my forte when I, when I first joined the club. I'd go out there and, and, and catch the ball. My first game was against City. Funny enough, we won. Your forte was also penalties as well, by the way. Oh, Leading no. goal scorer one season. Well, I know, but. <laughs> 
I mean, we, we first, actually, my first penalty was against Peter Shorten. <laughs> Sent in the wrong way. You should, have, you should have seen his face. Give him the, the eyes. Wrong way. Uh, a question for you, then, Gary, because you were brought with the team at a young age to Old Trafford. Yeah, uh, uh, it was the famous Dennis Law one where they all yeah. said that it, it put United down. It actually didn't. But we as City oh, fans... Spoil it, so We as City fans like to think... I'm that, here, you see. Yeah, you pretty past me, yeah. you see. And um, I was taken as, like, as a 13th man, then, basically, to get some experience. And it was an experience. I mean... Certainly when you, the coach pulled up at Old Trafford, you'd have stuff chucked at you, not bottles or bricks, no, no. but you'd have pies, pies. or something through, thrown at you. <laughs> waste of pie, good pie. Hey, the way the have, pies you tried them old Trafford? have you tried them at Old Trafford? <laughs> Anyhow, I went in and I'm sat on the bench and obviously Dennis Backheels won in and then it's crowding, everybody come on the pitch and I'm like stuck in the middle of it all watching it. Somebody grabbed me by the back of my collar and dragged me off because obviously it could have turned nasty, but thankfully. But what a great experience to go along to a derby yeah, game right. at that. Only 16, knew I wasn't going to play or be a sub or anything, but just to feel that atmosphere yeah. and that's, I believe, gives you that incentive to say, this is what I want. What's your first derby, Alex? Do you remember it? It was the first game. Was that my the very, my very, very first, first game? game for Match United. I signed on the Tuesday and played against City at home on Saturday. Well, uh, that's a baptism of fire, isn't it? Isn't well, it? No, no, well, you see, being a Londoner, I didn't know much about Bayern Manchester. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you do. Uh, the kickoff is on its way. Uh, tomorrow it's going to be a half five kickoff, so you've got a lot of time to. Uh, to get in the pubs, I suppose, is that sort of worry that, you know, we talked about it on the show that half five for a Derby Day kickoff. I'm surprised. It's a very surprise. And not only a Derby Day kickoff, but a Derby Day where City can win the league. It's surprising, isn't it, that it's still been half five, but, you know, it is what it is. I do have a little bit of anxiety because of the circumstances of this, obviously, with it being a potential Derby decider, title decider, and the fact that it's a 5 30 kickoff on a Saturday. Yes, there is that concern that people are going to get tanked up before they go uh, what and the other thing is you know do, will the city fans i hope they don't but if, if they invade the pitch and we saw what happened in the wigan fa cup tie yeah, yeah, yeah. when the wigan fans went and baited oh, the city fans mm. you know the united fans are still in there well will will they be kept in and does a lot of but I, I hope to goodness it doesn't let's let's hope it passes it's off. not done in, in previous years so i'd imagine no, but this is different sense. gary yeah, isn't it it's it's a title decider. yeah it is but they will keep them in for half an hour like we have to do at old traffic kept in for half an hour right. and there's been no trouble in the, in the past derbies but, yeah. but, but i think after after what happened at, at, with liverpool with the coach and everything I think both sets of supporters will, 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 will honour that. You would hope so. Yeah. Hope got so, yeah. yeah. We are live in Cafe Football. Uh, this is the Excess Manchester Football Social in the build-up to the Manchester Derby. Uh, there's a big thing of wine currently going through Cafe Football, so we're going to take a quick break. More <laughs> after this. The Excess Manchester Football Social, live from Cafe Football, winning with Gowing Law. Back in live cafe football, my name is Joe. Sorry, it took me by surprise there. We're talking about Westworld before during the break. Gary's fascinated by it. New TV series? Yeah, to be fair, they say it's a little bit like futuristic, but I think I'm sat with three here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Joe. I'm with Ian Cheeseman, Gary Owen, and Alex Stepney in the build up to the Derby. Welcome. Uh, come and have a drink with us. Uh, coffee. You can have yourself a beer as well if you want. Uh, Excess Manchester Football you Social. Call the wine. Sorry, I've drunk all the wine. The wine went past, and then as soon as I said it, they ran off really quick. Did you see that, Gary? Yeah, they've obviously met me before. <laughs> you could, could have chased them down. Uh, let's talk Manchester United then. In the build-up to this game, mm. it's been an interesting season for, for United and for United fans, I suppose. Uh, at the beginning of it, I don't think you'd ever say uh, to a United fan that you could lose the, uh, the Premier League in a derby match. 
Um, but it's happening. Uh, at the start, there was a case where United thought they would go neck and neck for a while, but around the Christmas period, it all sort of fell and went a bit downhill. Uh, United fans don't know quite how to sum up this season, but as uh, not mes- necessarily summing it up, Alex, but what have you uh, watched uh, over this season for United? There's, there has been well, progress. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the fact was um, both teams set off at a tremendous pace, to be honest. You know, a lot of goals were being scored. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, I mean... When, when City beat us 2-1 at, uh, yep. at Old Trafford, they had uh, obviously 12 players because Lukaku gave them two assists. <laughs> but, you know, at, um, no, uh, City have been brilliant all season. They deserved it. The, the, the table never lies, yeah. you know. But United's case, we had that lull. Um, who was going to play, who, who wasn't going to play. Sanchez came in uh, after Christmas. He hasn't really fulfilled his... What he was supposed to be doing at Arsenal, but okay. Last week against Swansea, he came he came alive and scored a goal for us. Lukaku has been scoring, so I think it'll be very interesting uh, on Saturday. Alex, can I ask you um, tomorrow? Um, United win, lose or draw. Hmm. Um, obviously, United do one of them. Aren't yeah, they? but United fans will be happy if they win or, or draw. Certainly, but exactly. win. Would you? Would you say Rashford, Martial, Lingard, Pogba? All the ones, young legs, fresh legs, bit of pace, Sanchez. Oh, he's got to. Sling them all in. He's got and to. And say, right, go and win the game. Go and win the game. And that's, but there's one player that I would always have in, in that team, Gary, uh, and, and that'd be one matter. Because he, well, he, he... Ian agrees with you a lot he, about one matter. He, he picks pockets, and he never stops running all over the pitch. He picks pockets. Unfortunately... You know, and Jose sometimes he, he, he brings him off after 70 minutes, or he doesn't start when he brings him on. I think he must start because he can do a lot of damage to to any defence. Right. Listen, this afternoon I was at the City press go. conference. Here we go. Here we go. Right. And uh, there was a section that was embargoed, so that means that nobody can talk about it till 10.30 this evening. However, even though I teased that this, uh, this was going to break at, night, at 10.30, it's all over everywhere now, every news outlet. So is they broke it already. Yeah. So do you want to explain so, what Pep Guardiola said? Ba- basically, um, uh, Paul Pogba and Henrik Mkhitaryan were offered to City during the January transfer window, so sells Pep Guardiola. Um, City decided that uh, Pogba was uh, too expensive, and uh, the, the agent that was at the centre of all this, I think, described Pep Guardiola as a dog for the way that he reacted to him. <laughs> Let's get this straight. So, for, for people who don't quite... Paul Pogba, who plays for United, January was offered to Manchester City. By the agent. By the agent. By the agent. That is, in itself, an and incredible line. What a lucky let-off. What a... <laughs> So, I agree with you, Gary. So what you say to me, if City wanted uh, Pogba, he could have been a City player if City wanted him and had the money. I think, that, correct. I think that just shows who, who's trying to run the game here. It's, yeah. it's not the football clubs, it's the agents. What, a, what an absolute crazy thing. And, and so when, Pep, when you saw Pep responding to it, um, how did he look? Did he look a bit angry? Did he look a bit miffed he, off? He made light of it. I mean, the, 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 obviously the dog comment, um, you know, he, was, he, he absolutely made into a big laugh for, for all the press to laugh at. Um, but he, he made sure that he paid rich compliments to Pogba, that he didn't want to in any way diss him. In case um, he needs him in the summer. <laughs> well, who knows? But... And, and obviously, there is a derby tomorrow. And what yeah. you don't want to do, because this is the interesting question, yeah, how are the players going to... Re- how does Pogba react to, to this coming out in the press? All right, it, it hasn't come out on the day of the game, it's come out the night before. But how does he react tomorrow? Does he have a point to prove? Um, you know, is there animosity there? He won't know, he won't Ian, know. Ian, he's having a haircut. Ian, <laughs> Ian, Ian, he has got a point to prove. 
because he's had problems with, with, with presumably, if he began through the media, with, with the manager. You know, and he has got a point to prove, and he, he actually he done a lot better last week. You know, so I think uh, you know at the end of the day he's got to go out there and, and, and perform and perform to win the he's game. He's not really delivered yet, has he? Well, he, he actually at the start of the season he had because Matic was a good buy. They seemed to gel between him. It pushed him forward a lot. But then after coming up towards Christmas, that never that never materialised, and, and and even the fans uh, United don't can't understand why that didn't happen. Uh, question for you. Uh, someone said this statement to me during the week of football socials. If you've missed any, get the podcast, Manchester Football Social, on iTunes, as well as other podcast hosting sites. The that, app's they're free to download, The by app the is way. free to download as well, <laughs> Access Manchester. What they said was, the 2-1 in December, mm. the players played worse in that game and were deflated more in that game than when City beat us 6-1. Now, as someone who's watched the game... Uh, and you watched it from the City perspective. Did you see a, a, team, a weaker side get beat at 2-1 or the 6-1? Because I couldn't believe what they were saying, but maybe it was just City on the day once got, got six goals against United. But it was a bad derby at Old Trafford, wasn't it? But was it that bad? If you remember the 6-1, um, Fergie said afterwards that he was disappointed that the team, the United team played so openly in chasing that game and that he felt like that was why they conceded those late goals. Yeah. But they were down to 10 men, by the way. They were down yeah. to and they were, yeah, Evans. you're right. I think it was Johnny Evans Johnny sent Evans. off. So, so that, that will have played a part. I, I, I mean, I, I, as much as I'd love to be standing here as a City fan saying, oh, yeah, City absolutely murdered United at Old Trafford. Yes, they played well. The first half they first did half play well. But I don't think it was quite the, the, the game that somehow people have now airbrushed into a different That's type right. of performance. Absolutely. They won the game. Uh, and 2-1, maybe, you know, it could have been 3, it but no more than that. No, uh, th that felt about right. It wasn't a 6-1. And, uh, yes, it, it may have shattered, you know, at that time, if I remember rightly, I think the gap was 5 points. It was, yeah. And City went 8 points That's clear right. at that point. Psychologically, and obviously you two has played, you will know that at that stage of the season, that result would have had a massive effect on the psychology of the players. The only difference with that, Ian, it was 2 points in our day, it wasn't 3. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but listen, you know, six, eight points can be pulled back, as we proved when we won the yeah, league yeah. first time. Eight points behind with six games to play. You know, it's... Well, yeah, it had that effect. It can happen. You could see it have yeah, that yeah. effect. It can, it can happen, but tomorrow, let me just tell you, you know, we win it, we win the league. That's our goal. United do not want to get beat. They want to win it because they don't want to get let us beat them for us to win the league. So, trust me, both sides will be at it. And I would not be surprised. It's a few yellow cards... Yeah, and maybe a little red one knocking <laughs> somewhere. I think there's two types of uh, United fans, maybe. There's the type of fan who wants uh, Mourinho to throw everything at City, throw the book at them, play the youngsters, play the young lads with fire in the stomachs. And then there's the other side uh, fans who are thinking, I don't want to lose the title against uh, City. And if we do throw the book at them, maybe they can get us on the counter and maybe they can just open us up. Are you better losing it trying to win the game? But well, then would you say that if you're on the other end of the foot and you could lose the Premier Hang on, League just against let me just United? Tell you something. Sanchez. Lukaku, Pogba, how much are we up to so far? Rashford. Uh, Lingard, Rashford, was Martial was, will, up, will be 58 million by the time they finish all the add-ons. Hang on a minute, it's not as though that matter, who Alex just said. Hang on a minute, there's enough firepower there. Why wouldn't you say, OK, let's go toe-to-toe -to -toe with these? Well, that, well that's, that's, what, that's what we've always done, or, or should have been yeah, doing at yeah. all time. They've done it for the first half again last week against Swansea. OK, <laughs> there's no easy games anyway, but the fact is, we sat back in the second half. Why? I, I, I just can't understand why that happens. And, and, and I can't understand, and I'll go back to earlier on what we were talking about, about, about 
why hasn't someone come up with a way to beat City? Only Klopp has in his high pressure and, and, and determination. 45 minutes, he did yeah. for 40. But I said before the game, Alex, and so I had a few people at the house and watching, I said, yeah. 30 minutes. They don't score in 30 minutes. They then got tighter and tighter because they put so much into it. Yeah. Second half, I mean, they were treading water. But also the 3-0 gives them that opportunity to sit back, relax, say, right, we're going to sit on it. And psychologically, I don't care what you are, we go to Everton 3-0 at half-time, we end up winning 3-1. Yes. You see teams that 4-0 up at half-time don't go any further forward. That's right. Because psychology is done. Yeah, well, <laughs> at three, yeah, four is OK. But at two, it's never done. No. Yeah, that, that's it. That's no. his name. The only thing I would say, and I know, about someone causing City a problem because they've been brilliant all season and I mentioned it before the, the fact is do you know what I would do and not one manager has the bottle to do it I'd stop the source of the way City play from the back do you know what I'd do Gary I'd put someone in the six yard box for 90 minutes Mark, <laughs> Mark in Edison right and don't play the ball to him you know all you've got to do is stand there they can't pass it back he won't be able to start anything and he won't be offside if you don't play it to him. But in our defence... But... Barney, all the crying over there because someone's yeah. figured out how to no, stop No, 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 no. In our defence, we <laughs> might be playing him centre midfield tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, okay well... Yeah, let's, let's speak about goalkeepers, if we will, for a second. Edison <laughs> is good with... Uh, but David De Gea, let's have a chat yeah. about David De Gea, Alex. Um, the, the game at Swansea, he pulled out another two uh, world-class yeah, saves. Yeah, he's done nothing in the game. And, and, <laughs> and then and he that, came from nowhere. Well, well that's, that's what you've got to be. That's why you, 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 you become a top goalkeeper. If you can do that... That, that's the main thing about me. You hope happy. United hang on to him. Will it be a tough summer for well, United to keep a hold of him? Did someone tell me yesterday that uh, they've nothing, offered him a five-year contract or something? They've offered him. Nothing's been officially signed by David De Gea, but you hope that you know he does sign something so United can keep him. The only worrying thing for me, he might break my goalkeeping record over games. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that 350 grand a week might help. <laughs> I yeah. think it might do. As long as he doesn't start second penalties, eh? you're all right, Alex. <laughs> yeah, well, not with a manager like that. I mean, we haven't got a Tommy Dot back, have we? <laughs> but then across uh, across uh, over to City, Edison, he's come yeah. in he, and he's done well for City. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Absolutely very impressed with him. I mean, his distribution is fantastic. He, he's talking all the time. He wants the ball. He, he, you know, the thing is, he uses it. And that's what I was saying earlier, you know. Somehow you've got to stop that s supply line because if you don't, they will, they, will, they will attack and attack and attack. Edison really came into the game for you, Ian. Are you just... You know, you should must be happy with the way he's performed. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's, he's also, it sounds like, a bit of a character in the dressing room yeah. as well. And you need them. Like Mendy. I mean, Mendy's obviously getting closer now to being available again. He won't be available tomorrow. But one of the tricks to, to creating a successful side, you two, again, will know this mm. better than me, is having big personalities and big characters and not people who shy away. And I don't think Edison is one of those people. I think he's, you know, he is one of them big, dynamic characters. But one question I want to know, and from yeah. in a United perspective, is I've talked to City fans who said if this game was the other way around and United could clinch the the, yeah. uh, the title and the game was at Old Trafford, that even if they could get a ticket and obviously getting tickets for away games yeah, are difficult yeah, with course. points, and they wouldn't go. They wouldn't want to go. No, are, they? are there going to be are there going to be United fans who who've got a ticket for Old Trafford who are thinking not because they think they're going to lose particularly, but think I can't I cannot stomach the thought of actually being there watching City win the title on that day. 
I don't think so. I, I think I, I, no, no, I think there'll be fan, fans who just want to, <laughs> who just in the heat at the moment. Who've probably, do you know what they've probably done? They've just probably accepted the fact that this is going to happen. They're either going to win or they're going to lose, and they might just go and have a bit of a, a, a dance, a sing along, whatever, and just accept the result, well, whatever. But I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, but both, both teams have got fantastic supporters anyway, so they want to support the team. A lot of United fans, who I know, have said how fantastic City have been this season. Yeah. They have to do, because otherwise, you make yourself look a fool. You can't say that City have not been great this season. I don't care who you support. Yeah. We have. And United fans, the, the ones that are sensible and know the football, exactly. they've said, listen, I wish we could play football like that. The yeah. Fergie way they played, attacking wide, under the, the Busby Babes yeah. and, and under Dennis yeah. and George and, and Paddy's uh, era, where it was all about expansive football, getting out there, attacking, scoring more than what they could do. Yep. The Mourinho side of it, and, and I'm, not, I'm not just saying this because of Derby tomorrow, he loves to park that bus and catch on the break. And I'm not sure if you're going to win things, that is the right way to go about mm. it. Does Mourinho learn from Pep then this season, or does he look out to beat Pep this season? I don't think he has to learn. He, 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 won't, <coughs> he won't bother about what, what anybody else says. He will do what he thinks is right. As simple as that. That's the way he is. That's the way he always has been. Yeah. This is the Excess Manchester Football Social. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. We're in Cafe Football if you want to come down and visit. Uh, coming up next, we'll be speaking about the actual game itself. The 90 minutes of football which will determine if City win the Premier League or United can stop the party for about a week. Uh, we'll also be talking about the second leg of the Champions League game where Liverpool uh, will come to City and see what uh, the, the gentlemen think about how that one's going to go. So stay with us on Excess Manchester. It's the Manchester Football. There'll be more right after this. The Excess Manchester Football Social, live from Cafe Football, winning with Gowing Law. Yes, that's right, we are live at Cafe Football. There is a little interview going on on the TV and Ian wants to say something. What's going on, Ian? Well, what can be revealed is that they've already put out, you know, those, those foil things that the crowd hold up to do a mosaic. And you can see it says, we are... I don't know what the other word is. I presume. Yeah, City. I can think of a couple <laughs> of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, and by the way, I think yeah. it's only good of the two guys that's on there because you know I can see Mike on there and Trevor on there. So both for the same barber. <laughs> How nice is that before? Always uh, eloquent and hilarious Mike McLean, by the way, is on there. Uh, congratulations on the uh, the sponsor deal with Tinder uh, City. Well done with that. Um, a long lasting deal. Did you see the the big announcement? They got. Did no, anyone use Tinder? Alex, you ever used Tinder? No. No, Gary. <laughs> Do you think I'm going to say it live? <laughs> no. What is Tinder? It's a dating oh, well, well app. I'll set, you a, pro I'll set you a profile, Ian. <laughs> right, uh, the game is on the weekend, um, and it's going to be 90 minutes where some fans might have to watch it behind the hands. Steve Berry, the breakfast show host of Excess Manchester, joined us. As a United fan, Steve, uh, talk us through what's going through your head before the kick-off at half five tomorrow. I'm just, I'm just glad that the biggest game of the year is in Manchester. And I'm glad it's say I'm glad I'm glad that we are potentially facing them in the biggest game of the season in the Premiership. I don't understand these people who are shying away from the from the from the fight, from the conflict. It's time for United fans and for Manchester United, for the players and for Jose Mourinho to stand up and be counted and show what we've got. We are Manchester United. We are the big stage. We're no strangers to the big stage. We've been here many, many times before. And to, the, the idea that United are going to choke tomorrow, to me, is ridiculous. We're Manchester United, we don't choke. Can't wait for Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and if City win... And, and, but I, I tell you what, sitting over there with a the drink in me hand here in Cafe Football, the person whose opinion I've agreed with most this evening, Gary, is you. 
because I think United should come out and, tr and absolutely play like, never mind Mourinho, as though Alex Ferguson was managing the team. Or it was like you said, Go, like Matt Busby. Yeah. Go out there, play attacking, expansive <laughs> football and try and beat Manchester City by scoring more goals. Don't just park the bus and try and hit them on the counter. Come out and do what football was designed to do originally. To provide entertainment for the working man on a See, Saturday as, afternoon. As much do as, that. As much as yeah, I'm the blue and I don't want United to win tomorrow, what I've said repeatedly on the no. Wednesday Club with Joe and, and the two lads that I do that programme with is United have the talent in that side. Obviously, Alex and yeah. I agree on one matter. Yeah. They have the talent, they have the players. If they threw off the shackles and actually attacked, they're already the second best team in England, right? You can't argue with that, that's where they are. If they threw caution to the wind, they could take on it and beat anybody. But they don't, and I feel that's the problem with the manager. Can I say that? I think before we talk about the game on Saturday, what I need to get from the City's perspective is, is how do you feel going into the second leg of the Champions League. I'll bring in uh, a man called Joe McGrath here. Hello, Joe McGrath, you okay? I'm, I'm very well. Happens to be my dad. I'm very well. <laughs> Happens to be on the other side of the table because uh, I, uh, I'm i the red sheep My the shame family. is now complete. <laughs> I'm now live on radio admitting that my son is a United You've fan. You've got a lot to answer to. I know, I apologise. Right. But tell me, because Ian, because you spoke to fans outside uh, the stadium on your vlog at Anfield after the 3-0 defeat and some seem with a bit of optimism in them. Um, Dad, Joe, uh, how do you feel going into the second I, leg? I think, I think as a City fan, a lot of City fans will expect a reaction from uh, City on Saturday against United. I think they'll be slightly hurt by the performance, particularly in the first half against Liverpool, where I think maybe the occasion got to some of the players. I've been watching City for a long period of time. I've not seen so many players have such an off game in the first half against Liverpool. So I expect that actually there'll be a reaction, a positive reaction. I think City play with a rhythm. All the players seem to know what they're doing at any one time during the game. And I think that'll help them enormously. There'll be some changes, I think, on Saturday. That's what I was getting at. Do you think it'll be a weaker side? Uh, I don't think so. I think there might be one or two key changes. I think maybe Stones might play. You could argue whether that's weakening, because I think Vinny's had three or four games on the trot now. Probably needs a rest. I think maybe uh, Bernardo Silva will play, who I think is an excellent footballer, by the way. Uh, if Sergio's fit, maybe he'll come in as well, because he's got an excellent scoring record against most teams, but also United in particular. Sorry. I'll tell you what, I, th I think Zinchenko will come in at left-back, instead of Laporta. Um, I think Aguero, if he's fit, will come in for Jesus. And I think Sterling will come in, playing the right-hand side for Gundogan, and, and that'll be it. And then that's as strong as it gets. I, I, I think if you look, look over the season, I ask you, Gary, what would you say the percentage of every game that City have played this season, how much possession have they had in the game? 70% plus. 70-30, throughout the season? Yeah. Now, that, 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 to me, is, is a problem for any manager. How are they going to cope? Someone's got to... I mean, we'll change it. They've got to change the way City play. Some way, like... And the only team, like I said, Liverpool have done it because they high-pressured them and, and proved it. Now, United have got to do that for 90 minutes tomorrow. Simple as that. It, surely it's, all, it's over for, for City, the Champions League. That's it now. You're not going to pull back. You're not going to score four goals. The only thing I would... The only, I agree. No, in fairness, I do agree. Yeah. Except the only thing is, Liverpool have a bit of fragility in them. So if there's an early goal or an event on Tuesday night, early on, either a sending off or a soft goal against them, they do have uh, some fragility in the sense that they're liable to panic, I think. So 
you know, it, uh, but I do think it's over. For example, Ian? I won't oh, be betting. Well, hold on, hold, hold on. I mean, you've got to remember that Liverpool were 3-0 down in, in, in Istanbul. Yes. You know, and that was half-time. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's another thing. So they, they know that. So they, 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 knowing Klopp, I think he'll go to try and score another goal. If he scores another goal, well, you've got five to get. Ian, is tie over for yourself? If, if City were 3-0 up from the first leg, I would be saying, perhaps not publicly, but I'd be thinking the tie's over. So, yes, you, you would imagine that the odds are stacked heavily against City, but... It's football. Strange things happen. I mean, City beat um, Liverpool 5-0. Yes, they they did. Had, yes, there was a player sent off, mm. but as you're alluding to, uh, you know, what if that happens again? What, what if something... And they were fragile that day. There's no doubt about it. Because they went down and they felt the world was... You know, that things were going against mm. them. They were fragile. So, yeah, but listen, also... Anything can uh, happen. The United, Barcelona, 2-0 down, brought back to Old Trafford, beat them 3-0. Oh, was that that game? Yeah, nobody would in the right mind with Maradona playing that front. That's right. But it, it can happen. Listen, three is a bit more of a, a pill to swallow, no two ways about it. And you would have to say the only way you've ever got a chance is if you get an early goal. Exactly. If you get an early goal and then you get a second one, then yeah. you've got a game on your hands. Yeah. But it depends when and if and how and whatever. You, Liverpool have their own opinion what's going to happen. But nobody in the right mind would, would back against Liverpool. But that's what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at, Gary, you, like you said it yourself, you've had 70% of possession throughout the season. Now, it's going to be difficult for Liverpool away from home. I don't care what anybody says, the but you Liverpool. can't afford to make one yeah. mistake. And if that one mistake happens, I'm yeah. afraid it's Good over. Night, Vienna. Uh, so then, moving on to the derby uh, for, for City, who, do you, um, who scares you in the United squad? Does anyone scare you? Does Lukaku scare you? Does, does Mata know you, you like the way Rashford plays as well, Ian? Would you see a team sheet and go, all right, OK, they're going to be our, the threats of this game? Joking aside, banter aside, uh, Derby, allegiances aside, Manchester United are a very good team. Uh, obviously, if I was uh, uh, you know, picking the United team to try and win that game, I'd want one matter in it. No question about that. But they have got quality in that side and they have got something to prove at City. So uh, this will not be an easy game. United have got a lot of pride to play for. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I, this is City's toughest home game of the season. Dad? So cute, it, that, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. No, in fairness, in fairness I'm, a, I'm a big Mata fan. I think he provides significant energy in the midfield. He's got a very good goal-scoring record and he's scored against City a few times mm. as well. I think, uh, and, and Lukaku as well. He's due... Uh, a big game against a uh, top six side, um, and he's a threat. And he works extremely hard for United down the both flanks, and he's, he's going to be a handful. Yeah. Uh, Steve, for yourself, who, what names do you want to see on the United team sheet tomorrow? Uh, Neville, Scholes, <laughs> Beckham. <laughs> I, I, just, I just hope that there's somebody in that dressing room who has the passion and the fire and the belief... Uh, and understands what it is to wear that red shirt in the way that the players that I've just mentioned did. I hope there's a Roy Keane in there amongst them. Maybe it's Matter. I don't know. But I think tomorrow is a day for Manchester United to remember who they are as a team, what Manchester United means and what it stands for. But I think it's a great occasion. We're in the National Football Museum, which is rightly here in Manchester, and the biggest game of the year is between the two Manchester teams, and I cannot wait. It's going to be big. So uh, we do a thing every week, Gary, with you and Mickey. Uh, with the predictions, if you, uh, if you want to see, we'll make sure we put them online because I'll speak to Gary or you can message me, Gary, about with the predictions. Um, so what we're going to do is going to go round the table 
And are you going to predict the derby tomorrow? Ian's shaking his head already, but we've got to be part of it. Uh, I'm going to say, because uh, I'll start off just to help you, I think... To help us. To help you. Because I mean to help you, as in, like, because Ian's Ian already, doesn't I'll, want to... I've already made Ian, my mind. Have you already made your mind? <laughs> I'm going to go with a one-all draw. Steve, we'll go with you next. 4-2 United. 4-2 United? What odds would you get on that? Who's going to score first? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, Alex? Uh, you you took my hit? thunder. I'm just going to go with one, 1-1 one draw. Simple one, as that, one. yeah. That fence is squeaking. You two on that fence. I'm going 2-0 <laughs> City. 2-0. Ian, go, you give you know me, I'm not going to give a score. I'm just going to say that uh, I think uh, City have every possibility of beating United and winning the league tomorrow, and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Dad, Dad Joe? I think City will win 3-1. 3-1? Yeah, I do. Go 3-1. Therefore, don't go and bet on that score, because my track <laughs> record is really poor. Yeah, but you know, there has been a lot of 3-1s over the years. Yeah, there has, yeah. From your time to yeah, my time yeah, to yeah. present time, there's been a lot of 3-1s. I'll tell you what, Joe... If you think it's bad with you and your daddy at City United, my lad, my only son, is a Liverpool fan. <laughs> I, don't oh, what, I don't know Joseph, what you've been doing in years. Joseph, you just worse. went my estimation. It's a good job we've not got another daddy. But <laughs> just for the record, my son's a blue. <laughs> my son is two and a half and he's got no choice, he's blue. Um, so the, the, if you do, City do win it tomorrow uh, and they win the Premier League, uh, do, I mean, job done, but in the, one of the quickest times ever in Premier League history, go down as uh, in, in the history books, Pep Guardiola, job well done, but what do you do for the rest of the season then? Well, Edison up front for a bit. <laughs> Who knows? No, yeah, they, I mean, he played no, left they, back, didn't he, early in his they career? They try and win the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. They're going to try and beat Alex's uh, penalty. This is Edison. Yeah. His, his goal-scoring <laughs> record in the last uh, seven or eight games. But it'll be a chance, I suppose, for people like Foden and Diaz, perhaps, mm. to get a bit of first-team experience. And it might be an experiment as well because. It's often been thought that the signing of uh, Laporte was so that City could play with a back three. Yeah. They haven't really done that yet. I thought they might have done it at Anfield, actually. And I wonder whether we'll see that as an experiment going forward in the last few games of the season. But uh, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it could be a bit of a flat end to the season. And we, we've never really had that, Gary, have we? We've had it in a relegation battle in years yeah. gone by, or title, you know, last match of the season, last minute of the season. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a nicer team. What, what <laughs> you have to bring up I was when I was a goalkeeper coach. <laughs> As a United fan, uh, what do United do if uh, City win the league for the rest of the time? Obviously keep the top four place, but do you look at you know building for the next season? Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, um, it is interesting, isn't it, that it will if it's sorted out tomorrow, it's so early. And it is a time to, to give players a chance that normally wouldn't perhaps get a run out. It is a time to be bold and to try different formations, different combinations. And, and as I say, uh, to blood young players. Yeah, and and it's, got, it's a funny season. If it ends tomorrow, as Ian just said, it goes a bit flat, really, no, doesn't not it? Not well for United, because they've still got the semi-final of the FA Cup. They've still got Tottenham yeah. to play. Oh, FA Cup it, it is big. Right. It, yeah. Gentlemen, with 30 seconds to go, we've been at Cafe Football. I want to say uh, thank you to my dad. Cheers, Dad. <laughs> Ian, enjoy uh, enjoy the game tomorrow on your vlogs. Cheers. Plug your vlogs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ian Cheeseman, Forever Blue. Just find it on YouTube. And you and, you uh, two are off for a nice dinner tonight as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not together. Not well, together. we are together, but not the same. 400 other people, though. Enjoy after Wednesday. Alex, thank you very <laughs> much for joining us. Steve, thank you very much for joining us as well. This has been the Manchester Football Social. Whatever team you support, enjoy the game tomorrow.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.